Hey, Peaches. Hey, Peaches. Welcome back for another episode of the Let's Talk Peaches podcast, where all humans come to have raw, authentic, respectful, and open conversations about various topics. Nothing is off the table. All topics are welcome. So get ready to dive in and explore the uplifting as well as the extremely uncomfortable. If you're new, thank you so much for tuning in and welcome. And if you're a returning peach... Thank you so much for tuning back in. We appreciate that so much. We appreciate that. We appreciate that. So much appreciation. (laughs) For sure. If you could please follow us on Instagram at let's talk underscore peaches. Check check our website out. It's letstalkpeaches.com. And while you're there, why don't you subscribe to the newsletter where we give you guys the inside scoop on all of our exclusive content. We've got some fun, exciting things that are coming down the pipeline. And we want to keep you all informed on all things... Peach life. Yeah? All peach life. Okay. Why don't we not waste any more time? Get that wine going. I don't know if you guys could hear that cork pop, but here we go. Here's some here's some ASMR for you. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, oh my god, Nicole. What, what, what? No, there's plenty left in is there. Is there plenty? There is plenty left in there. Oh my god, Lind- Lindsay is freaking out because she's not gonna. She's afraid she's not gonna get an even I distribution heard the of wine. Yep. I'm mm. a master. Okay. I'm a master. <coughs> I can tell these things. It looks totally even. Mm. I can't even. I can't even tell you how like even that looks. I like how you put the looks. one with a, a little bit more on your side. But it's that's not, fine. Not, not even. Put it next to each other. No, I just put it. No, no, no. You just don't want to be. I'm just gonna. No, drink you just don't want to admit that you're wrong. I don't care. I just want to drink. All right. Anywho, so we've got our Can we cheers now, please. We got our Cabernet Sauvignon. Cabernet Sauvignon. Oh boy. It's been a busy couple of weeks. It's mm-hmm. going to be a busy next, next couple, couple of weeks. weeks. So things are going. We have to enjoy the divine moments that we have. So, cheers to um, taking advantage of the small moments. Of oh, the small moments. Clink. With the second clink in the last mm-hmm. two minutes. Yeah. So, anywho, so this week, let's talk body image. Let's do it, Peaches. Let's talk about it. Let's get into it. And let's explore it together. Mm -hmm. Something that we kind of want to address is, like, is there a difference between body positivity? Is there a difference between that and body image? I think there is a difference between body positive and body image, but... Uh, I'm not super well versed in that and the different definition in the differentiation between the two. I've done a small amount. I've not a small. I've done some research on it, um, but I do want to wait until we bring Katie on our guest, yeah, guest. um, to talk a little bit more about it and just to fact check me uh, because I just did a humble Google search on it and she's got so many. She's just way more of a an expert in the field because did you change our fort at all like or did no, that I, fall i think it just fell i think this was here that was here yeah so anyway so we're gonna wait for katie to kind of dive into that a little bit more but we just you know we live in a time where women and just people in general humans are accepting their bodies more uh, which is amazing it's definitely been a journey learning to and continue to learn to love ourselves yeah yeah person it's been a person it, it's everyone's relationship with their body is different and even it's all like, of the victoria's secret models of the world right have to work to love themselves i believe yeah, yeah, yeah and um 
yeah, I think it's it's something that everyone goes through. It's something that we've gone through in terms of finding confidence within ourselves or maybe still trying to find the confidence within ourselves. And this episode is really just meant to sort of highlight those things and Let's body image. And yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's learn a little bit more about it. Maybe get some tips and tricks on how to effectively build up that confidence and maintain it. Because I know for me, I'm always like as soon as I get it, as soon as I get a hold of it, I lose it and I would love to know a little bit more long term and maybe it's just maybe it's just like fighting those ups and downs um but but we have Katie coming on and Katie hosts her own podcast called Peach Please where she talks to so many humans about body image period like her whole entire podcast is based around body image body positivity and talking to people about their experiences with body image She's been around for a hot second, so she's definitely got a lot of episodes, a lot of content for you to go and check out. Um, we definitely recommend. Uh, we've listened to a couple of them. Is there anything else you'd want to? No, I'm super excited. I'm super excited about Miss Katie. Yeah, me too. And I think we're going to have a lovely chat. I think and so And I too. hope everyone, you know, walks away from it feeling just a little bit more connected, not only to everyone else in the world, but also, you know, most importantly to yourself, you know. Learn to appreciate yourself, yes. you know, just more, a little more. Yeah. You can't, you can't love anyone else until you love yourself. Mm-hmm. And or at least you can't love any, anyone else properly. Until you can love yourself yeah. properly. Until you can, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Let's let's talk a little bit more about what that means and and let's how our bodies yeah. how our body image plays a, a factor into it. Yeah. So let's bring Katie in. Hi, Katie. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. We're beyond excited to talk about body image. And we gave a little disclaimer in the beginning. So we know that you have your own podcast and we know that it's called Mm -hmm. Peach Please. So we know that like we're We're all all repping the peachiness of the world. So here for it. Yeah. You've talked to so many people um, and have gained so many new perspectives on body image and like just so you have your own obviously we have our own and then you just like have how many episodes do you have okay so the as of we're recording right now I'll be releasing the 26th tomorrow so you have six months worth of content like (laughs) a half a year of content for people to go and like learn after this make sure you go check it out afterwards to stay curious about it because I feel like body image is different for everyone uh, and we'll get more into this, but I feel like it's different for everyone. And you just have, you have 25 different episodes on like the different facets and the different experiences of it all. So, you know, we'll just be scraping at the surface here, but, (laughs) but thank you so much for coming and sitting with us. We're so excited. We're so excited to have you. What are you drinking? I'm drinking tea. It's like, so it's September 1st. I've got Um, my sweatshirt. I'm drinking tea, like cinnamon tea. And I like did it all fancy with, my like steamed, um, steamed, uh, like oat milk and whatever. Oh, uh, yeah. Honestly makes me so happy. I'm in Northern California though, because, and so for those of you who know, we've had, um, it's been very smoky here with the fires, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which has been very sad and very unfortunate. And also thankfully I'm in a place where we're, we're safe and we're good. It's deceptive though, because you look outside and it looks very cloudy and it's actually smoke. So I'm inside, I mean, still being quarantined, I'm inside and it puts me in such a fall mood, but then I go outside and it's actually like warm. So I'm just like, it's September. 
I I'm a fall I'm a fall person. I know we've still got oh my God, uh, days of, so of summer, but I'm just fully leaning into it. So I've got my tea. I also have my water. No, with nice. podcasting, want to stay hydrated. Have all my right. pressure here. So. <laughs> for sure, for sure. <laughs> Where where are the we're basic peaches in the fall department as well. Oh yeah. my god, so, so so hard. We have pumpkin spice just going through our veins. We've had we've made so many trips to Starbucks and yep, all of those. We've things. been doing it all, and like Love I've it. been poking, I've been poking out, I've been picking out. There's a few trees that are changing colors over here. Oh my I know god. you're. I know you're. Do you ever? Do you so miss seasons for our being... listeners, Katie is based in the San Francisco area. I know you just kind of gave a little disclaimer. Most of you probably been been able to pick that up, but she's in the Bay Area, so you don't get fall like the full extent of fall anymore do you miss it I I do so my mom's from New Hampshire so growing up and my dad in the Bay Area and that's where my dad is from so she Mm. kind of stayed here and growing up she would always tell us you don't know what seasons are because coming from the East Coast she's like had four very distinct beautiful seasons and here in California we kind of have like one and a half maybe like it's not the weather is amazing and um I think that the weather here is such a huge bonus for me I mean I I know I mentioned to you before we hit record I went to school in New York City so that was Mm -hmm. jolting to go to school in New York City especially when I moved into my dorm um it was the end of summer and I remember it was like 90 degrees it was very humid and it started to rain and I was not ready for any like (laughs) so different from and it wasn't cold rain it was like hot sticky rain um and then you know we went from that into fall and then there was snow and like being the naive california girl that i am i came to new york city with a north face jacket and my convert (laughs) i was gonna be ready for winter (laughs) um, i am grateful i'm spoiled by the weather here but the weather that you guys have on the east coast is so beautiful so i can only imagine as it's transitioning into fall how just gorgeous that looks it's our favorite time of year yeah like hands down Mm-hmm. Love it. I took a deep dive into my mom's candle closet today to find mm. all of her scents. We found what I found. I found like apple harvest and I don't know, like autumn breeze or whatever. All of them are out and lit around the house. So she's upstairs time. chilling in my in my autumn vibes. So <laughs> mom is. I'm so into it. I'm so into it. <laughs> so before we dive into the topic, we like to do like a what's up, Peach? How's your day going? How is how are you how you feeling? All of those things. Yeah, how's your week going? How's your day going? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I love the check-in. Thank you. Um <laughs> so I th- honestly things feel pretty great right now. Um I mean, I know that I think we're all in similar boats with uh, 2020 being kind of a shit show in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I think that there's been a lot of, like, it's just, it's wild to think about where I, things were a year ago, where I was even in January, you know, in January, I was working for what I thought was my dream job for this really incredible company. I was so passionate about working there. Um, and I was like, here, we, like, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm going to be. And then we were a startup. We were a venture funded startup. And then just as things happen in the startup world, we ended up having to close our doors um, earlier this year. So pretty much in the beginning of the year, I was kind of like, okay, we're, we're pivoting, we're shifting. And that was even before like COVID really hit. So, you know, I was kind of in that place of, all right, now we're job hunting. Now I'm in this different phase of life. And then COVID hit. And that's all to say that leads up to this week because um, <laughs> how I am right now, because it's been like, I know people say this all the time, but it's been a journey, you know, it's been a mission and sure. I think it, there's been a lot of, a lot of mud to swim through. Um, but I feel like more and more, particularly in the last couple months, 
the waters are much clearer and they feel much better. And there's still, I think, ups and downs, but I feel much more confident and stronger navigating them. So even being here today and still, you know, job hunting and still like things are, are so many things feel like a question mark. I still with myself feel very happy. You know, that whole, like be the main character of your own life type of thing. That's been really what I've been leaning into the most. So as of this week, I'm feeling really good. My energy feels good. Um, I feel like I'm in a very good, positive space. I'm super excited to be talking to you too. I feel like every time I record on my podcast, I like end the conversation with new friends. So I'm hoping that that yeah. happens here. And yeah, and, uh, for yeah, sure. Overall, great. How about you guys? Well, thanks for asking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we get into us, would you say you're like you're technically unemployed totally. right now? Hundred percent unemployed. Yes. <laughs> but like yes and no because you have your own business, your mm. Peach Please podcast. I love hearing that you're embracing this time and building something out of it. And because you started your podcast back in March, mm-hmm. and you're just being super efficient, you've made this time about you. And I really hope that you're able to monetize the shit out of your <laughs> podcast. And Thank you. Sup- get that support is, that way and that's just it yeah, yeah you have to go listen to our witch episode and figure out how to manifest we talk about manifesting the, the, <laughs> the witchy woo stuff like I can't tell you how into that I am I actually just yeah. released an episode with a guest who is a witch and she's into all all of that as well and we talked to strong yes. witchy stuff and it was kind of like a coming out for me because I don't really talk to that a lot in terms of spirituality and in terms of that side of things. So it was really, really cool to be able to have that conversation with her and kind of like open up that door to be able to talk share about it with everybody else yeah, mm-hmm. share it with the world. Same. Um, so I can't wait to check out the episode because I'm sure I will. I will love it. <laughs> Ugh, they were so, so great too. Yeah. So Megan, uh, Lou. But anyways, oh, yeah. how, how was how was your week? How's my your week? week, my week has been really good. Lots of things going on. Oh, we saw our friend from Florida came up. And so we social distance had a uh, campfire in her backyard. So, so that was really cute. great. Yeah. So that was really nice to see her. We hadn't obviously we hadn't seen her in a while. It's been cra- it's crazy. We've been in quarantine for over six months now. Right. Yeah. Like I can't believe- wow. we came back in like early March. So lots going on. We've been. Oh, and then also we're the basement of our parents house right now. This is our virtual peach pod fort style. Uh-huh. But my office just announced that we're staying shut down until July of next year, at least. No way. Mm-hmm. So there's oh like, my God. it's crazy. And we're still paying out the butt for our apartment in the department. city. So yeah. we've been starting to have some conversations about what we want to do, uh, what we want to do, break our lease, move. It's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. to say that like move home for a while yeah. and then go back yeah. once you know reassess back in Ju- in june mm-hmm. or even like reassess in like ne- in the winter when no, at, the en- at the end of winter at the end of winter yeah. I don't know. so but that would i was like if we do that though we can't keep this up so we're gonna possibly transform our mom's old craft room into our office slash peach pod so cool I'm over the moon nice about yeah. that space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what I'm excited about. I'm yeah. excited for you. Yeah. I mean, for me, so Nicole speaking here, <laughs> I, this week has been very much focused on we need to make a decision about our apartment mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the city. And that sort of turmoil has just been emotionally draining for me. <laughs> I've, I really don't want to give it up. It took us forever to find our apartment that's in the right neighborhood. We love in it. In the right price it's range. It's so great. The only thing about us. it is it doesn't have a bathtub and it doesn't have, it technically doesn't have doors. Yeah. It only works. <laughs> so it's an 800 square foot apartment and it's railroad style. You, mm-hmm. you did a stint in New York, so I'm sure you know, like the railroad style and the, but 
our specific unit doesn't have doors separating our rooms so and it have, only works we have nicole's nook and then Lindsay's actual room and they're just <laughs> okay. like they're just kind of conjoined and it only works because because we're it's twins the two of us living together and, and we're like, very we're... career driven right now and like don't have much of a love life so <laughs> anyway, yeah that has been emotionally draining for me and we'll see what happens with that. It's kind of looking like take a mini hiatus from New York and then maybe at the end of the winter reassess. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. So And we were gonna that. when we were thinking about moving out of that apartment at the end of this lease anyways, anyways, because we were like, you know, we're like, we're gonna be twenty six soon. We're like twenty six for like doors. separate doors. Time for doors. You know? It's that age. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think we're gonna be spending much time there during the winter and a lot of people are saying wondering what new york is going to be like in the winter because everything is Mm. outdoor seating you can go to your um go to the park part of me really wants them to like have you ever been to have you ever been to paris yes i love paris do you know how they we went in february for the first time and so we just we just just sneaked that in but you know how they they have all of their outdoor seating because they're big they're big they're big smokers and they have it year round i hope they do something like that i hope they bring that to new york yeah i'm like where do i smell I, does France get snow? Well, it didn't I don't snow think quite as, when we were there. It wasn't, no. Yeah, it wasn't snowy <laughs> it when we were there. Yeah. I imagine I imagine it doesn't get quite as snowy as it can get in New York. <laughs> but well, I'm like, where, it would be out there with where's the recommendation box? I'll, I'm going to put my yeah. slip in there for some serious space heaters. Yes. Okay. Well, that's about it. But yeah. yeah, so that's how our week is going. That's yeah. on the brain. That's a lot. Those are major decisions. I mean, I think it's so yeah. it's so great that you have each other, that you have, you know, like space to be in right now, to mm-hmm. you know, to be in and at the moment and, and be with family. But yeah, that's that's heavy and and those are those are big decisions. But I'm glad to hear that, you know, the work stuff has been pretty positive throughout this time. And you know, I think that this being born, I know this like quarantine wasn't exactly why the podcast was born, but like this coming out during that time and just yeah. everything that happens that's happened this year, it sounds like it's been, it's been like very forward moving, which I think for is for sure. But anywho, let's dive in. Why don't, <laughs> okay. do, do you want to tell us a little bit about, yeah, tell you, us a little bit about yourself. Tell yes. our listeners a little bit about you and, and your podcast and all, all, of, the, yes. all of the dirty details. Oh. I'm Katie. As we kind of touched on, I am in the San Francisco Bay Area, born and raised here. Briefly went to New York for school for a couple of years and realized realized I'm a West Coast girl, so I ended up coming back. I started my podcast, Peach Please, earlier this year as well in March. And really, the podcast was born out of wanting to just have something of my own that I created. Um, I wanted to create a platform uh, for the plus size community specifically. I've been plus size my whole life, and I'm sure as we talk about body image, I'll kind of get into those experiences and and how they started from a very young age. But for like kind of cliff notes version being plus size for a very long part of my life felt like a curse it felt like something that i was ashamed of that's something that i wanted to change about myself and then it was kind of after i graduated college in my early 20s i realized this is my body and like bodies are just supposed to be different and my body is going to be what it's going to be and i've been fighting it and hating it my whole life and i'm just over it i'm ready to do something else So I think as I started to kind of embrace it more and begin that like self-love journey, I started to, part of that was surrounding myself with people who looked like me or who looked different than me, just diversifying that scene in person. And so I started to get more involved in the plus size community. I remember the first time I was in a room of just other plus size people 
as cheesy as it sounds, was frankly life-changing because I had always been one of the only plus-size people in my group of friends. Like I had always been surrounded by friends who were, by society's terms, pretty thin. They could shop pretty much wherever they wanted to. And Mm -hmm. I just never realized how alienating it felt to not have friends who really understood that part of me and that aspect of myself. And so being in a group of people who just, it was just this unspoken understanding and acknowledgement was really powerful. And I think the more I started to become involved in that community, the more I wanted to be in it and support it and, and whatnot. And I think that you know, growing up and looking back, there was a lot of things that weren't made for me or weren't made for plus size people. And so I wanted to say like, hey, I acknowledge that there's a lot of things that we struggle with or that we experience or we don't get to have. So I want to create this not exclusively for the plus size community, but really in honor of them and say like, my intention with this is to create a platform where I can amplify and spotlight, you know, voices from within the plus size community and just talk about our experiences. I think that, you know, as you guys do so well on your podcast, sharing stories and just hearing other people talk about, you know, their experiences. I love getting to hear that. You know, I think that there's so much you can learn from it. There's um, that chance to connect with other people and say like, okay, I'm not alone. And so that's really what it's been about is, is being able to have those conversations and connect with these people within the community. And again, it's not exclusively for the plus size community. All of my guests are plus size. And that's, you know, oftentimes the focus of our conversation is, you know, how has your relationship with your body been? And how has being plus size been for you? And kind of what are these experiences in different facets of your life? And it's been amazing. And it's been incredible. I mean, as I also mentioned before in full transparency, I'm looking for a job. And so this year has kind of, it's shaken up a lot of the things I think I used to identify myself with to say like, oh, my job, I am this because of my job, or I am this because of my relationship or things like that. Mm -hmm. And it's really forced me to kind of focus on, okay, who's Katie independent of all those things? Because normally when I talk about myself, I'd introduce myself as like, well, this is my career and this is my title and this is blah, 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 blah. Who is Katie without, you know, like independent of those things? So, you know, the podcast is something that is very special to me. It's something that I created and it's something that means a lot to me. So I like to talk about it when talking about, you know, myself and who I am and, you know, supporting others, like specifically women, but honestly, anybody, particularly when it comes to things like loving yourself and body image and just kind of like accepting who you are and growing into who you are and learning about yourself. I feel like this year has also been such a huge emotional journey. And I was actually just talking to a friend about Mm -hmm. mine who was talking about how we really celebrate kind of every type of other accomplishment and type of growth, but not always emotional. You know, we don't always take time to celebrate that. And it's been so wild because so many people in my life have also been having that emotional growth, those experiences where they're kind of like feel like they're a different person than they were at the beginning of the year because of all of that expansion. So yeah, my long winded answer to who I am and what I'm about. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I I love that. First of all, cheers to all of that information. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cheers. I will cheers to my tea. <laughs> Oh, also, I think the idea of steamed oat milk is so adult. Thank you. Thank you. It makes me think you're really on top of your shit. (laughs) I need to start sharing that more often because that's how I want people to feel about me. So thank you for saying that. You're welcome. (laughs) Anyway, but thank you so much for sharing. I know I've listened to a handful of your episodes. I still have a lot to go, but I've listened to, you know, a, a good handful of them. And I think you do... You do a lovely job of just that sense of community is there. You've done such a great job with building that sense of community. So, and that, then my heart is so warm right now. Yeah. Because so it, it takes a lot to build it, you know? I mean, we get it. <laughs> it takes a lot and it's a lot of asking, calling to action. And, but another thing that you said that I think is really interesting 
is that I that this has been coming up so much in the in the last couple of episodes for us this idea of we define ourselves by our jobs mm-hmm. and by these like labels you know and this year for even I think for for me would you say for you yeah I think so mm-hmm. and like stepping out of those labels and you know if you're unhappy with any of the things your location your your job your day to day it's like we mm-hmm. have the power to change those things. And like, yeah. and same goes for our our emotional and mental state. Like, if if you're yes. not, if you're not feeling all of the, if you're not feeling how you're feeling, mm-hmm. then we have to change something up and spend a little more time on our mental state. Yes, our mindset. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So one question that we we had and kind of think would be a good starting point: What is the difference, or is there a difference between? body image and body positivity. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great place to start. Okay. So I'll start with body positivity first. I think that body positivity is something that has kind of been co-opted and kind of watered down a lot in the last couple years. Um, And it's something that I, I am pretty honest about when I speak about it, because I think that if you actually look into the body positive movement, it was actually a movement born out of the feminist movement, I think in the eighties, maybe. Um, don't quote me on that, on, that, on, on the exact <laughs> details. And looking at it, the body positive movement was created in order to spotlight and give visibility to bodies that weren't being seen. So you think about bodies that we see very often in media and we see in fashion and beauty and just all over the place and kind of what our society, you know, here in the, in the States has defined as, um, as being beautiful. And I think that a lot of times people can kind of often sum it up similarly. It's usually somebody who has fair skin, um, a female who's thin, you know, like this size, this, this size, that, um, Mm -hmm. et cetera, beautiful face, um, maybe blonde, blue eyes, you know, maybe not, maybe that might vary. Um, so the body positive movement was created to be able to say, there are all these bodies that aren't being seen and aren't being recognized of different races, of different ages, of different abilities, of different genders, sexualities, um, sizes. And that is how it was born. And it was born to give, again, give visibility to those bodies. Um, And so I think what happened, particularly with social media, because it's very easy to kind of share information in a way that's almost like a game of telephone. You know, it's like by the time it gets to one source, it's just like Mm -hmm. completely different than where it started. Was this like, I love myself and I love who I am. And I think that that is such a beautiful message. And I think that regardless of if you are plus size, if you're not plus size, if you are tall, if you're short, if you are male, female, if you are non-binary, regardless of your body, struggle with body image and the way that you feel about yourself. So I think that the way that you feel and loving yourself is such a beautiful thing. And it's something that I, I would wish on everybody to be able to experience. I think that body positivity though, is not that. And so I think that it's important to understand where it comes from and who it was for. And even myself being a white, blonde haired, blue eyed, cisgender, heterosexual woman who's on the smaller end of plus size. I'm like a size 14, 16. And in the plus size community, you know, it pretty much starts at like a size, sometimes a 12, but like size 14, 16 and goes way, way beyond that. So even within the plus size community, recognizing 
the space that I don't want to take up because I don't want to be that person who's taking up space that's not meant for me. So that's body positivity. And that's how I view it and see it. And that's how I often explain it. Whereas body image, I think is your personal feelings in relationship with yourself, you know, your image of your body and the way that you, that you feel about yourself. I tend to see body positivity as more of a collective type of movement and whatnot and body image, something that's more personal to yourself, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes total sense. That was a great, that was a great answer. Yeah. Uh, very clear, <laughs> very clear. Cause I had, I had done a little, I think uh, up until like a couple of months ago, I had that like body positive um, was more like body image mm-hmm. or like body, like just like loving yourself, loving whatever you have. Mm-hmm. I follow this, this girl, Michaela, um, who she's like an influencer and she put it on her feed that it's like, that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and at first I was like, no, like I've been, cause I was kind of <laughs> leaning on it myself and I was like, well, God, now I can't. I mean, you have to give respect to like that these platforms are made to help certain people. I've had my struggle with body image, but not to the degree that maybe some other people have. And we have to, you know, give space for those people to have their community and be lifted up in the way that that they need to be. And so thank you for your very clear response. And (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And I want to say too, for a long time, I was the same. Like I was, Mm -hmm. I didn't know where it came from and I used it probably in ways that it wasn't meant to be used. And I kind of like, was that part of co-opting it? And so I think that it's so, it's a constant reminder to myself. And I love that you did this of, of just educating yourself, of learning, of taking the time to like take three minutes to Google something, you know, or to, to, Mm to figure that out for yourself. And I think that that's, in a lot of ways, a very important thing to do. Um, and so I'm really glad that you did that because I think that a lot of times we tend to just adopt something without actually realizing where it might come from or what it actually means or what it is and just kind of jump on the train. And um, and so I'm really glad that you took the time to, to look into that because I did the same thing. I was kind of like, oh, this is, yeah. I'm a part of this and this is great and I'm going to hashtag body positivity. And then, you know, was like, wait a second, I we're not doing this. We need to, we need to look into this. We need to research our things. We need to educate ourselves. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what we hope to do with this podcast a lot. Gaining perspective. There was that, that image that was going around normalize changing your perspective or normalize the idea of being wrong or something like that. It's like, there's a process. You find out that you were wrong and that you had connected with something and you're like, okay, I'm mad. I'm upset. Yeah. Okay, cool. Now I got to go fix the situation or like get more information so that I am like supported, like my foundation is there. Yeah. Uh, and and with the foundation, then I can make my decisions to further mm-hmm. move about the world. Yeah. Because without all the facts, and you have to absorb all the facts with an open heart and an open mind. Mm-hmm. Once you're open, because as soon as I saw that, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, if I'm being honest, I know myself. So I know that's my initial reaction mm-hmm. to like, being wrong a lot of the time Mm -hmm. and so I sit with that for a couple of hours and then I go and figure out what all of the research behind it if you will and just and then you can make more of an informed decision about where you fall like where you fall in there exactly yeah (laughs) (laughs) do you want to tell us a little bit about a little bit more about your relationship with your body image yeah I would love to the first time I became I think aware of my body and probably a a negative way or just a way at all. And unfortunately it was negative. I was about eight years old and that was the first time that I had, I remember my teacher 
we were, it was like the beginning of the school or the year. It was like, I think January or something. We were making new year's resolutions and I wrote mine down on construction paper and it was going to be like put on the wall with all the kids and everybody else's. And I remember my mom getting a note or like a call from my teacher about it. And I didn't understand why it was a problem, but it was because my new year's resolution was to lose weight. And I was eight years old. And so my teacher was like, why is your eight year old daughter of all the things in the world that she should be worried about, which is very little trying to lose weight and trying to diet and, and make that happen. Um, and I think at the time, I just didn't know that that was not the right thing to do. Cause at the time it was being brought to my attention. I was having doctors tell me that my BMI was too high. I was having family members telling me that I was getting kind of big. You know, I was just like having, I was getting kind of bullied by girls in my Girl Scout troop, like just at kind of all at the same time, these things were happening to me. And it just made me realize like, Oh, my body's a problem. Like this isn't like, we need to fix this, you know? And so I think from there, that really was the beginning of that roller coaster of a journey that I kind of mentioned before of it being very like negative and pretty toxic and, and just very challenging. I remember going into middle school and just like, I was gaining weight. I was getting bigger. I was just so, I just, I hated myself so much. I remember I convinced my parents um, after, before going into high school to send me to this all girls weight loss camp in Pennsylvania. And I was like, please send me there. I don't know what else to do. I'm so like, I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, and also it's like, you're, you're a kid. You haven't even gone through puberty yet, or you're just going through puberty where your body's supposed to change and get bigger and just like, Mm -hmm. and you're trying to like modify it already and I think also the sad part for me now realizing is that that's so normal for girls under the age of 10 to be dieting or to be trying to lose weight and so I know that I was a part of what a majority of other girls were were doing or the pressures that they oh my had. God. I know it's so sad. And so, like I said, that just kind of continued on. I convinced my parents to send me to this weight loss camp, convinced that it was going to be the answer to all my problems because that's just how I felt is that like my body image was very terrible. And I felt like by being thin, I was going to be all the things that I wanted in life. I was going to be mm-hmm. happy. I was going to be good at school. I was going to be successful. I was going to be confident. Um, boys were going to like me and just all these doors were going to open for me once I achieved that. And it was a very long, uh, like I said, toxic, intense journey to realize that wasn't the case. So through high school, through college, I was constantly battling my body just hating myself. I had very low self-esteem. I was constantly, you know, at the point where I was like, I will try anything to lose weight. I will try this pill. I will try this diet. I will try this workout. Um, just again, just constantly battling myself. And then I just got to a point where I was just like, the fuck, like, I'm so over this, you know, like I'm so tired of going to the doctor's office and them telling me, okay, like, you know, again, here's this conversation about your BMI. I'm so tired of not eating foods that I like because I'm on this diet or I'm, I'm just over it. Like there has to be another way. I think for me, it was always the most important thing to be happy in my life. Like I remember when I was choosing what college to go to or what I wanted to study in school, I was like, as long as I'm happy, like what, what do I feel like is going to make me happy? And I was so like in out of alignment with being happy at that moment, because I knew that constantly chasing that just wasn't going to happen. And just realizing that like my body was never going to look like my friend's body who was a size four or my other friend's body who, you know, had a flat stomach or who had, you know, whatever. So I was just like, let's just, let's try something different in lieu of just being curious. Let's just try something different. And that's what kind of opened me up to something different was, was learning about things like body positivity and the body positive movement was learning like what is self-love was learning like how to change my relationship with food. Cause my relationship with food played such a huge part in trying to control my body and trying to change it. And so, you know, I was kind of doing all of these things at once where I was trying to 
accept who I was and accept that maybe I was going to be bigger than, than I was told was okay. Or maybe I was going to be bigger than some of my friends. And how can I become to a place of peace with that? You know? And I think that for me, when I went for myself and for a lot of people that I've spoken to, I know that when you are in a place where you feel like you hate yourself, you know, whether it's physically, whether it's mentally, emotionally, all of the above, getting to a place where you love yourself feels pretty impossible, you know, to go from, Mm -hmm. I can't even look at myself in the mirror to I am now obsessed with myself. Like that doesn't Mm -hmm. feel like a reality. So I really just had to break it down in a way of like, okay, let's, if I'm, if I'm here at this like very negative, just hatred, how can I just get to a place of like maybe having some compassion, you know, like what are, what's some like appreciation I can show to my body. And then from there I could get to a place of, of respecting it and then maybe getting to a place of liking it. And then once I, or even just neutral, like getting to a place where I didn't love it, but I also didn't hate it and then get to a place where I could like it and then eventually love it. And I think that it's, it's, it's been a journey and it's, I think it's always going to be a journey. And this is something that comes up on the podcast on my podcast. So often is like, this is ongoing, you know, like this is, this is, this is not a destination that you get to. This is something that you work towards almost every single day. And it's so worth it. Like it's so Mm -hmm. to be where I am now to be comfortable and confident in myself in a way I never thought I could be. Um, like, especially at the size that I am, you know, like being this compared to high school, Katie, who thought that, oh, no, 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 we don't, that doesn't work like that. We can't be plus size and be happy with ourselves or be plus size and love who we are. So to be here now feels incredible. And I still have days where I have bad body days where I don't feel great about myself. And I think it's really important to normalize that because actually on, um, I think it's the episode I'm airing tomorrow, um, with one of my guests, she's like, we know Beyonce has her bad days too, you know, like for sure. Oh yeah. The people that you look at and you're like, they've got it all. Like they are the most beautiful, confident, successful person. They still have their days. So it's important to realize that like, we're going to have those days too. And we are that can be that beautiful or are that beautiful. We can be that confident, that successful. We can be all the things we're all human and still have days where we struggle. So that's kind of been what that journey has been like. It, it was rough for a very long time and it was challenging for a very long time. And it's still, you know, there are ups and downs, but it's definitely come a very long way and I'm very grateful to be here. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, accepting it and owning it and being confident is a superpower in a way. And I think mm. it changes, it changes a lot of people's outlook on you. You know, if you're feeling insecure, if you're feeling low self-esteem, and if you're not loving yourself, that's going to reflect onto the other, I think other yeah. people as well. Yeah. I mean, I definitely sense a difference with people around me and obviously within myself when I'm feeling myself and I go out into the world and I carry that energy with me, the world treats me differently than, mm-hmm. and I look the same versus when I'm not feeling myself. Yeah. So it reminds me of, I'm very much a personality person when it comes to me, my attraction to someone. Mm. And you could be the most average Joe. And if you've got like a wonderful personality, I'm like, my goodness, like, come on, come hither, you know, (laughs) or whereas like you have like maybe, you know, Zac Efron or Ryan Gosling and he's got like a horrible personality. Just a douche douche canoe. A douche canoe. Mm -hmm. Then it's like they can be the most ugly person to me. Yeah, so and I think that kind of translates into this conversation as well. Confidence yeah. is key. It, even like with like haircuts, like people are like, I feel like I want to like try a pixie cut or I feel like I want to like do something weird with my hair or weird is not the right word, but like I want to do something different with my hair, but I just don't I I, I could never pull that off. Mm-hmm. Like all about how you carry yourself. Yeah. And I think that translates to your body image as well. Like yeah. if you're confident about how you look and it's 
all you can do is treat your body with respect and everything else is, you know, yeah, it is what it is. So yeah. treat your body with respect and, and love and love it. And others will do the same. Yes. And I think too, like, you know, it, it, it goes back to, to the way that you were talking about how you show up and the things that you do. It's just like, who cares? You know, like, like, am I, and this is something I fell into for a very long time too, was like, well, what are people going to think of me? Think of me. How are people going to look at me if I show up in a bathing suit at the beach? Or how are people going to look at me if I'm wearing shorts or if I'm wearing something sleeveless or my, I had pink hair for a while, you know? And so it was like, what are people going to think if I, my hair is like this like vibrant shade of pink, but it's like, who fucking cares? Who gives a fuck? Because at the end of the day, actually, there's a there's an analogy that I love that I think is perfect for this conversation. And it's that you could be the juiciest peach in the bunch. And there's always going to be someone yeah. who doesn't love peaches. There's always going to be somebody like and it's just like, you just can't you'll never be able to as a former like, constant people pleaser, like it's just never going to happen. And it's just something I had to get over and realize like, am I going to live my life for other people? Or am I going to live it for me? Because it, like, I can either put my energy into obsessing over thinking what other people are going to think or what I should do to make them accept me and like me, or I can just live my life for myself. And I think when you make those decisions for yourself, that energy and that air, that confidence, the energy that you give off is contagious and it's different. And you, the lens that you look at life through is like when it's coming from that confident, I've got it. I know who I am for like, perspective, it shifts a lot of things. And it, like the way that you show up is different. The way that people experience you is different. It, it totally changes everything. So I'm a hundred percent with everything you guys said. Aligned. Yeah. What would you say, you know, when you were talking about your relationship with body image, you said it was a lot of work, but what are some tips about becoming more confident or building that confidence loving up yourself and... a little bit more mm -hmm. I, this is something that I struggle with like I a lot of a lot of my friends Lynn likes to go around and be like what what is every what is something that I need to work on like <laughs> as a human to like your closest buddies and a lot of times what will come back to me is like you got to work on your confidence like you got all the goodies but you just got to like put it out there so yeah, I was yeah. just like, own it and I'm just like that sucks because it's like I feel like how can I, it's confidence is not just something that you can just go and just like, what is that switch that you can just go and put effort into? It's like, that's, it's not just like mm -hmm. a simple task yeah. of something that you can do. Yeah. I feel, I, at least I don't, so any, any tips? Yeah. <laughs> I have, I have tips. I mean, I know a lot of people say fake it till you make it. And I think if that works for you, I'm so here for it. It, it hasn't always worked for me. So I, you know, like to be able to act like I'm that most confident version of myself. And I think that, when I think about why that doesn't work, it, it comes down to, okay, why, why doesn't that work? I, it's a lot of like inner work and inner questions. You know, for me, it's like, okay, it, why am I afraid to show up so confidently? Why am I afraid um, to walk into a room with that like energy? And, you know, I'll ask myself, well, maybe it's because I'm afraid of people having eyes on me. And if I'm afraid of ha people having eyes on me, why am I afraid of that? Well, maybe it's because I'm afraid of them judging me or I'm afraid of them, you know, saying negative things about me. And why does that, you know, so it's just like constantly asking myself those questions to get to the core. Cause once you get to mm -hmm. the core of it, you kind of like know where to do the work. Um, and that's mm -hmm. for me. And so I'm constantly asking myself questions like, well, what, why does that matter so much? Well, why does that matter so much? And then I'll get to a point where I'm like, oh, it's because I want to feel loved. Like I want people to value and love me. And it's like, well, actually I can do that for myself. And I have people around me who value and love me. And if people don't value and love me, then that's okay. Just blessing mm -hmm. you and you can go on in your journey on your own and I'm going to be here. Um, mm -hmm. So if they get to you, make it works. That's great. I think that getting to the root of what the, where those things come from is really huge and important. And again, you know, talking about 2020, the emotional growth, that's been like a ton of 
of digging and inner work. And I think that even years later, after having begun this journey, they're still, I'm constantly finding things that I thought were gone, you know, and, and having to kind of rehash them out. Um, I think that a little bit more like, uh, I guess like finite tips, social media, I know is a really big part of a lot of our lives. And I think social media is really powerful on both ends of the sword. I think it can be very negative, And I also think it can be really fantastic realizing that we are, we are more in control of what we're seeing on social media than we think. I know that there's some things that we can't control seeing. However, we control who we follow. We control what hashtags we engage with. We control what we're liking and commenting. And social media is, it, it works off of an algorithm, you know? So if you're liking and commenting things um, that are of like from people that maybe don't make you feel great about yourself or are telling you that, you know, being thinner is better or, you know, th- th- are just, again, looking at them doesn't make you feel good, then that's going to be something, whether you're conscious of it or not, is just going to like, you're going to soak that in and then you're just going to see more of it, you know? And that's what like Instagram or TikTok or Pinterest or whatever is going to continue to show you. Unfollowing anybody who makes you feel like shit about yourself is first and foremost. And I know that this can be challenging. And and for me, I'll even admit that there was some attachment to wanting to continue to follow the Kardashians or follow that fitness model or that influencer, because I was like, oh, it's really not that big of a deal. But I promise you that after I unfollowed them, like 30 seconds later, I totally forgot about it, you know? So Mm -hmm. like, it was one of those things that just had to hit unfollow. And then it made such a difference when then I went and followed people who had a body type that looks like mine or who had a body type that was different than mine or who were a different, you know, race than I was just like diversifying my feed in that way. Um, I think it's something that's so simple, but we often overlook is this idea that if we, the more we diversify the bodies that we see around us, the more we'll be willing to accept ourselves. Cause we realize we fit into, into that space, you know, there is a space for us. And so I think social media is a really beautiful, like easy place to do that. So following people who are, you know, promoting body positive, body confident messages, um, things that we need to see. Again, if you are more of a, a visual aesthetic person, follow influencers or bloggers or celebrities or people who have different bodies than you, or again, have similar bodies. I mean, I was actually talking to a photographer recently on my podcast and she says when, especially working with plus size clients, she tells them if you really struggle with let's say you really struggle with your arms and you're not feeling comfortable wearing something sleeveless, go find someone on social media who has arms that look like yours. Cause I promise you that if you look at your arms through like in somebody else, you're going to see them and Mm -hmm. think that you're going to be like, they look great, you know, or like, or see how they style them or see how they pose with them or see their confidence in them and say, okay, if they are confident in that, I can do that too, you know, and being able Mm -hmm. to get that out of yourself a bit. So social media, a lot of work can be done there. Otherwise, other tips that have been really helpful are things like affirmations or things like outlets. I have anxiety and it's something I've had my whole life. It's something that I don't know if I'll ever not have it, but I've learned how to manage it a lot. And for me, my anxiety is just like, I just live in my head a lot. So I constantly have so many thoughts going on in my head. So I need some type of outlet. I need to journal about it or I need to work out or I need to talk to a friend. Being able to have those times where I can say, okay, I'm not having a great body day. Here's how I'm feeling and be able to write it down in a journal or be able to call that friend that I feel really comfortable with and talk about it with them or to be able to do something like go for a walk or go for a run or I love kickboxing. So like go to a boxing class, Um, things like that. So kind of knowing what those physical outlets, what those mental, emotional outlets are for you. I think, like I said, affirmations are really powerful. Again, full honesty. I know that this is a journey. It's an everyday thing, but also I think that there's going to be times where you feel like 
you're doing a lot and it's maybe not working, you know, but I actually think it's those little things that you do every day that make a really big difference. And the one other thing that I'll say that really helped me was calling out or being able to pinpoint the negative thoughts in my head. So when I had them, like when I was critiquing myself in the mirror, when I was putting myself down when I was, you know, saying something negative about something that I was wearing, um, I would catch that. And I would say, actually, we're not doing that, you know, like just at least either stop it. If I can replace it with something positive, that really helped me too. being able to say, actually, I look really great today. And I'm not going to allow myself to say something negative, you know, because you think about it, it's just like, I would never say that to my best friend, or I would never say that to a stranger on the street, you know, that they look gross or that they aren't pretty enough or that, you know, oh, he's not going to be attracted to that. I would never say that to them. And I don't believe that either. So why would I, why do, why do I think it's okay to say it to myself, you know? So being able to like, to, to catch those, to catch those thoughts, I think has been really helpful also. And the more intentional I was about, about thinking positively and complimenting myself, the more that I found it happen naturally as well. I love that notion of opening up your world to all of the people of the world. So taking mental note and taking inventory of like who pops up on your feed. Yeah. I found a lot of comfort in seeing people that look like me own it. And I'm like, she's, she looks great. She looks great. Mm-hmm. Half the battle or half the amount of beauty in that photo is that they're they're just glowing. It's not even like their body or their makeup or their outfit. It's just the whole kit and caboodle of yeah. the aesthetic and their face and their loving life. And I think that is the most important thing. That's been a huge help for me is getting out of my own head, figuring out what's important, what size jean I am is not important. No. Nope putting the right things in my body, that's important. And then from there, you feel good on the inside and that helps you feel good on the outside. Like just like my bowels are moving properly, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) And that helps me feel better on the outside. And then like the emotional stuff, that's what's important to me. I also, I like who I am. Mm -hmm. I think I'm a pretty cool bean and I hope to keep growing and like I'm excited to meet my future self. And I'm more focused on working on who I get to become in this world, who I am. And that's what helps me build confidence. And so I think the social media thing is a lot bigger than people think or like give credit to because it is. It's always. I mean, it's something that you look at every day. It's always around. Every day. I started to do that adding those people into your Rolodex and just, yeah, just seeing they look like me. I think it kind of is a breath of fresh air, I think. And then I also think adding the people that don't look like you, it just like has helped me appreciate the Mm -hmm. diversity of bodies there are in the world. You know, I love the idea of diversifying your feed with all of the beauty of the world, not just one or two or three, but like there's so many. I mean, there's not one. There's not one of anything. So. I think I completely agree. And I think something that to what you were both saying makes me think of is this idea that our bodies are actually the least important and least interesting thing about us, you know, and I know it's very hard to remember that when we're constantly, it's being brought to our attention or we're constantly fixating it or focusing it on some way. I think there's a Mm -hmm. lot of things in life that make us feel that way, particularly in marketing, you know, and things like in fashion and beauty and health and fitness, et cetera, we're constantly being sold these solutions to problems, problems in quotes that we have, you know, and things that we should be fixing. But as you were saying, it's like, what about my character? What about who, 
excuse me, who I am, what type of friend I am, what about the way that I treat other people? Like those are so much more important and are always going to be more important than the way that our bodies physically look. At least that's how I feel. And I think that at the end of the day, people are going to remember us for how we make them feel and the experiences that they have with us, not the size, like you said, the size jeans that we were wearing or how small or how big we looked, whatever. And if somebody is doing that let's take really want them let's take inventory of like who they are as a human yeah Mm -hmm. and I think I've learned too that like if somebody is that says so much more about them than it does me you know if some Mm -hmm. because I do that you know like I catch myself if I'm making a judgment about somebody else it's like well that's because I'm not happy with who I am you know like if I'm looking at her and what she's wearing or looking at her is like oh wow she really came in here strong you know like acting like she's the baddest bitch in the restaurant but it's like but that's because I don't feel like I am and I'm just like actually really jealous that she can walk in there and feel that way you know so Mm -hmm. it's been very um clarifying and helpful to realize that anybody who has those thoughts about me is actually they're in their own space they're probably not in a good place with how they feel about themselves or or they're having a bad day or whatever it might be because I just know that when you're in a place of just feeling great and confident and loving who you are, or just like are in that good mood, you're not wishing harm or hatred or judgment on other people, you know, like you're wanting to spread that positivity, that happiness, that like, you know, the good vibes, whatever, because so mm-hmm. if that's not what you're receiving from somebody, then that is very telling of where they're at and kind of what they're, what experience they're having. Mm-hmm. For sure. I think the whole double check who's in your circle, like, it, it, it takes a minute to sort of get to that point to be like, okay, yeah, maybe maybe I need to take a step away from this person because I think there was a point in time where I was like surrounded by a lot of people who were very fixated on looks. I think it was like a New York City thing and everyone needed to look pretty and it took a while and it took time. It took it. It took me stepping away from the situation to be like, okay, it's them, not me. Mm-hmm. And I I don't want to be in that in that circle anyway um, because that's not the kind of people that I want to surround myself with and, and that's not the kind of message that I want to be a part of. It's so there. It's so it's that so there the, lost. Did, when your time in New York, did you ever hear like the promoter the, the scene? The promoter crowds yeah. and things. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I laugh because like, you know, going to school, I was 17 when I moved to New York. So I was, mm-hmm. like, I didn't really party or anything in high school. Like I was, I was just a late bloomer to everything. And so when we first got to New York, you know, it was like, oh, so-and-so met this promoter who's going to take us to, um, I forget which club it was, but it was like, it was something because, you know, going to FIT, we didn't have like Greek life or we didn't have like parties, you know, just like sometimes you could get away with drinking in your dorm. Or I remember one time we went to a party like in the Bronx or something because we knew somebody like up there. Um, but that just wasn't what was happening in Manhattan, you know, like in Chelsea. So um, it was going to the clubs. And so I, I dabbled in that very, it was very, very brief though. So it was very. Te- I mean, it's, it was it's very- really tempting because you oh. have free booze and yeah, like you like get in these, for free. These clubs that celebrities are te- down the way. Yeah, it's like it's very, it's very. On the attempting. surface, it works, especially for a college student. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you don't have a lot of bills to pay. <laughs> you, don't have, you don't have money. You don't have a real job yet. Like twenty bucks on a drink in New York City every every weekend. Yeah, yeah, but. but- it was just like it's very. It's a, I. I it found not, it. I found it for me. I found it to be a very toxic environment. Mm-hmm. Some of the people I don't people know just if, didn't want to talk to us because. Well, not even that. It was a whole. It was a whole well, thing. Yeah. It, and it's like I'm. I'm a curvier girl, but I wouldn't. Um, I'm. I'm not plus sized, or at least at in, in at the time I wasn't plus sized. Then mm-hmm. I think I might be like 
especially now in quarantine 15 who knows now i haven't put on a pair of jeans in a while but like i'm a a curvy and back then this was this was during college i was probably between an eight and a Mm ten in jean size and i was turned away because i wasn't it was like model monday or something and it was terrible and it affected me i'm angry i'm it's like that angers me to hear that after it happens, you're like, it's me. It's, I mean, it's think me. of what you're saying to other humans in the world. Like, and, you can't come in because it's model. Like, why would you even make that a? It's so just walking away from those experiences initially. You turn internalize it, and you're like, it's me. But then, you know, taking a step back, it's like that's not that's not the real world. A and B. That's not who you want. Like, I don't want to go in there and support. Oops, sorry. I don't want to go in there and support support that message not only because I don't agree with it and it hurt me but I'm thinking about all of my other friends who are you know either the same size or bigger than me I wouldn't agree if they did that to my friends and like so it's a journey those places exist in the world and it's crazy that they do the idea of what a model is is changing Mm -hmm. I I hope and I believe and it's not six not like six five woman on still that's that's double zero if there's someone in your life that is maybe being too judgmental or being too negative or fixating too much on this one thing maybe it is best to take a step back or I don't know you can maybe try and have a conversation with them about it but it's 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 okay to to realize that maybe it's not a crowd that you should associate yourself with yeah yeah Yeah. you just are who you are yeah you can't control your body type so you're born that way so if if people are judging you on that and making you feel less because of that it is totally okay to step away from those relationships and I think there are many ways you can step away from a relationship like there are softer ways to do it if you don't like confrontation you just kind of like back away Mm -hmm. (laughs) with your hands up a little bit there doesn't you don't have to have like okay this is done you can just like you can just kind of, you know, fade out yeah. <laughs> and only have them in in certain moments or or whatever you need. There's, your mental health is so much more important than, you know, serving that person yeah. in that friendship. And, the you know, your surroundings really play such a massive part in how you feel about yourself and, and what's happening in your life, you know. And I think social media is a very on-demand way of that. And that's why, you know, like how why we touched on that. And also, like you said, the people that you're spending time with also play a very big part in that as well. So I think that if you're realizing that the people that you're spending time with are maybe more looks focused or judgmental or are to- toxic in some way, um, and that's not where you want to be anymore, I think it's, it's a hard thing to come to terms with and hard conversations may follow or hard actions may follow, but that's going to be very crucial in you getting to a place with yourself of feeling at peace or feeling that, that love, that confidence, you know, that, that goodness. Um, yeah. So huge. Can you tell us of a time when you've had to deal with like a rotten peach? Hmm. Um, you know what? It's actually really interesting. Cause as we're talking about this, I'm thinking like, wow, I'm really grateful that so many of my friends have been so, um, positive and have been so encouraging. And I think especially, well, I mean, especially now, like I'm in my late twenties, I'm not going to say how old I am, but I'm in my late. 20s. <laughs> uh, and I think that seeing the friends that have withstood all the years, all of our years together, you know, from college before college, high school, before that, um, I'm, I think that we've held on to each other for a reason, because I think that we are both like-minded in that way of, um, of being like, 
positive and positive and uplifting. And even the ones who have seen me go from being very weight loss focused, I'm trying to change myself, being thin is going to be the answer to all my problems to being, you know, accepting and open of who I am being, you know, weight neutral, being just like where I am now. It's been really amazing to see how they've been open to making those shifts with me and wanting to learn or at least or at the least of it support me in that and 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 whatnot. I mean, here's the thing. I'm like the the queen of fourth chance, you know, like second, third, fourth, fifth mm-hmm. is wanting to see the best in people, wanting to say like, oh, but you know what, the core of it, they're a good person, or you know, this, this, and that. So I think that I tend to do that a lot. I tend to attract the people who can be toxic in those ways and mm. make all the excuses for them. And so I think that for me, it's been a lot of lessons in realizing that I don't have to, again, not everybody has to like me. I don't have to be friends with everybody. I don't have to, I can let these people go. Um, setting boundaries has been very huge for me lately and learning how to how to set those and how to say like, actually, no, you know, whether it's breaking up with somebody or whether it's having a conversation with a friend or, or, you know, whatever that may be. Um, and those are tough conversations to have. I, like I said, though, I feel like it's making me feel really grateful that I don't think I've, or at least maybe I've blocked it out, but I don't think <laughs> many people in my life who have been negative in terms of bodies. I think I have had friends who, um, cause one of my other best friends and I talk about this somewhat often, cause we're both plus size and we were both like have walked along this journey together. We were friends in high school. We were both like the two like plus size girls in the group. And at the time we were very much in a, like both kind of hated our bodies and we're mutually like, we're going to lose weight and da, 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 da. And through time have come to a place of being able to love and accept ourselves and be a part of the body positive community, the plus size community and lovingly kind of be on that journey together. And something that we do talk about is how in the plus size world, the term straight size means not plus size. So it's basically anyone who's like a size 12 or below or like 10 or below. So we'll talk about how in some situations, our straight size friends maybe don't know how they're, how they're, they're behaving in a way that could be offensive to us as being plus size women. So for example, you know, when our friend who is the beautiful popular girl who always is getting attention from men, women, everybody, you know, like seemingly kind of has all the things that you wish that you could have again, thin, beautiful face, beautiful body. And our, from our perspective and also from society's society's perspective is talking about their struggles with, you know, feeling fat or feeling, you know, like they're uh, like struggling with something about their body or insecure about something. Sometimes that can feel a type of way, you know, cause it's kind of like, well, to you, gaining weight is bad and you are very clearly smaller than I am and I am very clearly larger than you, then how am I supposed to take that? Because if you're saying that getting closer to my size is making you feel bad about yourself, then like how, you know, like how is that supposed to make me feel? And I think that it's sometimes something that, uh, again, there's not always the recognition behind that or like that, like awareness. I think it, it it's part of allyship in terms of the plus size community, the fat community. I also disclaimer, I don't see fat as a bad word. So sometimes I throw it out there. So uh, please don't take it as anything <laughs> negative, but is, is kind of having to do that work to learn for yourself. You know, kind of like you talked about researching the body positive movement is researching how to be a fat ally or how to be an ally to your plus size friends. So I think that if anything, that's kind of how it's come up, but it hasn't been outwardly like maybe the toxic that you may have had in mind, but things like that mm. happen. And I think that yeah. full transparency, I'm still navigating how to have those conversations with people because it feels hard because, or I don't know if it feels harder, but it's challenging because it's like, they think that 
that they're fine. You know, they're not like, like intentionally trying to be harmful, you know, but it is, it is. So it's like how, mm-hmm. how you navigate that. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that that, that goes back to like, we all have to remain open-minded mm-hmm. and because if we're all open-minded and kind of open to hearing our I don't, I don't know if faults are like, but like how we're affecting other people because intention is important. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important, but it's also like cause and effect, What, how it comes across and how and what, you know, the intention behind what you say. Yeah. Um, whilst important to know, it's also important to know how it's coming across, like the actual effect of your words. Yeah. So, and I think I've been, I've been guilty of that in the past, complaining about my, my body image and mm-hmm. I've been, a direct version of that. Totally. Um, and so we have to think about, we have to be super conscious about what, what we're saying and how we're saying it. And like, yeah. And it's like, you don't know what you don't know, you know? So it's like coming from the perspective of, of cause I, I'm sure I've been that person also who's maybe said something triggering or maybe been hurtful on accident, you know? And so, but you don't know what you don't know. So it's like when somebody brings it to your attention, then it's like, can be that opportunity to say, Oh, I get it now. You know? So I think it's all, it's all a process that we go through to try to figure that out, you know, cause we all, we're always in different places and it's like, you know, who knows who's struggling with something that's um, in that way that you may not even have any idea about. So. Mm-hmm. Something that you had said while you were saying all the wonderful things <laughs> is you had said, I use fat as a good word. It's not a bad word. And I think that's super interesting and something that not a lot of people recognize. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we were first starting the podcast, one of our friends who we have a, our two friends who are plus sized, what we have, we have multitudes of friends, but these two specific friends that are plus size came to us and they they had said the same thing. You know, some sometimes they say, I'll say, I'm oh, I'm I'm fat, and then someone will say, No, you're not fat, you're beautiful. Oh. And that was like I feel as though I probably have said that in the past mm-hmm. and now and then that clicked for me and it's like, No, I'm fat and I'm beautiful. Yes. And it's not a negative word or it doesn't yeah. have to be. Yeah. It's definitely, I think a word that I, I mean, because it's, it's, it's the power that we've given it. Right. Is like, and that's why it's come off as negative because that's how we've used it. We've used it as a weapon to people to say, Oh, you're fat, like in a very bad negative way. And so mm-hmm. I think that especially in the plus size community and the fat community, there's been this like, reclaiming of that word, similarly to how people have reclaimed the word bitch or slut or just, you know, whatever else it is. And for you personally, I know people in the plus size community who are not comfortable with it. And I think that it's very important to be respectful of where they're at with it. For me personally, I'm like, that word doesn't get to have that power anymore. You know, like it was used against me for a very long time. And I know it was used against people in this community that I care about so much for a very long time. But at the end of the day, it's a descriptor, you know, like you were saying, it's like, it doesn't have to be an or thing, you know, you don't have, it's not like you're fat or beautiful. It's like, you can be fat and beautiful. It's like, it's like saying you're tall or you're short, you're thin or you're have blonde hair, you know, it's just like, it's, I see it very much as neutral as that. And again, I know that it's something that holds a lot of weight for people because of the way that it's been used against them for a long time. So understandably it might take time if they ever get to a place to be able to accept it and to use it, you know, and that's completely their decision. But that's my feelings on it. Like I said, I just see it as another mm-hmm. word. I don't, I don't, I've taken away the, the, the negativity, the power that makes it anything other than just something completely neutral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought, I mean, I thought it was extreme, extremely interesting and something mm-hmm. that I, I was, you know, 
kind of oblivious to beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, but something else that I would love to chat about is like what what is a fat ally and mm-hmm. how can someone be a fat ally? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's such a great question. I mean, I think it kind of ties into what we were just talking about in terms of being open to having those conversations with your fat friends, with your plus size friends, against however they identify. Um, and then also being open to learning, you know, being uh, being open to learning. I think that kind of going back to the example I just mentioned with my friends who, you know, we're both plus size and we have straight size, thin friends. You know, the thing that we come, we talk about often is like, how do we navigate this with our friends who is saying things that is in no way she's like trying to be harmful or malicious or hurtful, but sometimes can come off that way. And I think that it always comes down to a couple things of either, well, how do we set those boundaries with her? How do we, in those moments, take the time to say, Hey, I know, like, I'm sure you didn't meet it in this way, but I just want to let you know how this came off to me or how it made me feel when you said this. Um, and I think that, I mean, being an ally, and I think this is something that we are, have been seeing a lot lately, being in the middle of a massive social justice, justice movement. And, you know, for me doing that work as a white person and wanting to be an ally to the black community, to people of color is, is doing it on my own is not waiting for somebody to educate me is not looking to them to teach me, but instead picking up the books, it's Googling things. It's following Instagram accounts um, of other, you know, like fat influencers or fat bloggers or people within that community, fat advocates. um, That's huge as well. So I think that that is the best thing to do. I mean, if you are a thin person and you have plus size friends, I 100%, like, I think the easiest place to start is social media, is to be, you know, like, follow hashtag, like, fat advocate or fat advocacy or, you know, things like that. Like, I mean, check body, hashtag body positivity. It's probably going to be a very, like, mishmash, like, a lot of stuff there. And I think that it might be kind of watered down. But, like, start seeking those things and you will find them. Like, they will come to you. And I think that by hearing those out, I mean, you could listen to Peach Please. We have a lot of, like, um, great great women in the plus size community, fat advocates on there who, who speak openly to that, um, to get to hear their experiences and get to kind of reflect on how, um, on, on the experiences that your friend's having. I mean, I know for me, like growing up, like the, the thing that comes up the most often is shopping, like with my friends. And, and I think it's something that they probably don't take the time to think about, but I've just accepted that if I'm going shopping with my friends who aren't plus size, I'm probably, just going to be looking at the accessories because nothing is going to fit me, you know, like, especially if I'm going shopping with my thin friend and we were walking into some boutique in some little town, I can like pretty much like guarantee you that nothing in there I'm going to be able to try on. And if I do, it's going to be a negative experience. So I'm going to be stuck looking at the earrings and the purses and the home accessories. So I think that like starting there and just like realizing that the experiences that, that your friends are having are like are different and how can you be, accommodating to that. Maybe you don't, your time together isn't shopping anymore. Or maybe if it is shopping, it's being intentional about saying like, Hey, do you want to go to the store? I know that they, or you don't have to say like, I know that they carry extended sizes, but saying like, where do you want to go? What would make this, what would make this experience enjoyable for you? You know, um, I think it would be really helpful again, you know, reading social media. I think that's a really powerful place to start because I think that people don't really realize how, how much of the world is not meant for fat people and how oppressive it can be towards them. And I think that the thing about, um, about fat people in society, particularly in the U S is it's still one of the things that's one of the primary things that's like very socially acceptable, like across the whole United States that, um, is socially acceptable to put down or to judge, you know, um, there are like 
plus size people, fat people in the workplace are hired less and they are fired more because, you know, HR, uh, like recruiters and people interviewing them will outright say, oh, well, I'm going to assume this person is lazy, or I'm going to assume that they're not hardworking, or I'm going to assume, you know, again, for like, for um, insurance, I'm going to assume that they have like a, um, have pre-existing conditions or are more susceptible to this, or are going to get sick more easily. Um, or you think about like plane seats, you know, like, how stressful and how much anxiety there is around going on a plane if you're a plus size person because you don't know if the seats are going to fit you, if it's going to be uncomfortable. And also if the seatbelt doesn't fit you, having to ask for a seatbelt extender and having to go through that and, you know, how you could like, there's all these things going through your head or going to restaurants. You know, I always get like, a little bit antsy when I see chairs that have arms in them because they're so like uh, constricting, you know? So it's like, I know that looking when I am thinking about an event for plus size people, it's like, okay, I want to make sure that the chairs don't have arms in them, that there's um, a high like weight capacity because I don't want them to have a negative experience in that, you know, that it's easy to walk to. Like, there's like all these things to consider that I don't think people who aren't plus size would ever think to consider, you know, for them, it's just like, Oh, it's just getting on a plane. It's just going to a restaurant. It's just going shopping. It's just going to the doctor. No big deal. But these are things that always are on the minds of people in the fat community and the plus size community. And so I think that taking that time to break that down and just like, see a, see how you can support the people in your life who are fat or plus size, and then B what you can do to advocate for them. Because I think that if you do want to get involved in that advocacy, the thing is that, people, the unfortunate truth is that people are going to be listening to somebody who is thin over somebody who is fat, you know? So if you have a platform or if you have an opportunity to speak up in front of your family or speak up in front of other people and say like, actually, you know, you can't know somebody's size by looking at them, or actually we should be considerate of X, Y, Z when we're planning this event and aunt Judy is going to come and she, you know, may need these accommodations. So my very long winded answer to the things that can be done, such a proponent of it. Um, but I'll end it there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one, I, another one of our questions was um, like, uh, like what are the real realities of being plus sized? And yeah, so I, you really, that was tapped perfect. In, you really tapped into that in terms of like going shopping and not being able to find sizes for yourself. And that is something that I, people can overlook. It, it's like something as simple as, you know, if you wanted to go into urban outfitters, they focus mainly on like super small ladies. And so if you are a plus sized woman going into the store to shop for that. I know our friend had mentioned like, I can't shop everywhere. And it's, it's, you don't, you take that for granted sometimes when, when you can just kind of go in and find something that'll fit you in every every store, but that's not the case for everyone. everyone. Um, And then something else that she said, um, our friend was said, I'll go to the doctors. I'll go to the doctor. You touched on this a smidgy. Yeah. I'll go to the doctor with some sort of, and say, Hey, this is, this is happening. This is something wrong. And the, their first response is, oh, it's probably if you lost weight, that's, that'll probably help mm-hmm. things. And yeah. she's like, that's something that I have to deal with all the time as well. Oof. I have, yes, a hundred percent. I think that that was like uh, the one thing I probably didn't touch on Ben, but I think that <laughs> I was waiting for this question because the doctors have been a source of so much like judgment and fat phobia and anxiety for me. And I know again, realizing that I am a white woman who's a size 14, 16. And if I'm experiencing that, I know so many other people are experiencing that as well because everything comes back to weight because there is that weight bias in the medical industry, particularly because of BMI. And if you've never researched the history of BMI, 
I 100% recommend you looking into it because you'll see, I think we all kind of know that BMI is like, or a lot of us know that BMI is BS. When you actually research where it's come from, you'll see like it's actually complete BS. It was never actually created to be able to be a determinant of health. So the fact that anything that health related that we center around BMI is just like, no, it's just not it. But yeah, being a fat person, being a plus size person, going to the doctor, it's always about your weight. And for me too, I know I didn't mention this earlier, but I have a history of eating disorders. Like I was diagnosed with an eating disorder in high school. So even things like going into the doctor's office and saying, I don't want to be weighed, but I know that there's going to be that pressure against me to say like, no, 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 like you, like, because you looking at you in this size, that's going to be an important thing that we do. I know there's always going to be pushback on that regardless of my history with disordered eating or regardless of my health history or anything else. And I think one story in particular, I mean, I think every time I've gone to the doctor, weight has always come up in the conversation regardless of what's going on. But one situation in particular, I remember going to the doctor and having some like specific concerns about things. And I had done my research and I said, okay, here's the symptoms I'm having. Here's what I want to get tested for. And go to, went to her to say like, I really am, am feeling like this could be something going on. I'd like to get the like lab work done in order to see if this is an issue. And she flat out was like, mm, like, I don't think so. Like, I don't really think that's going to be a thing. And insurance company, like she gave me all these reasons, like why, why it wouldn't be effective. And she's like, nah, like, I don't think that's going to be a thing that we should do, blah, 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 blah. And I was kind of defeated, but I was like, okay, you know, she says so. Um, and um, so we went through the rest of the, of the visit and she ended up like, she was, I think it was some type of physical or exam or something. And at the end of the exam, she told me, you know, Um, if you ever want to talk about weight loss surgery, we can have that conversation as well. And I, I didn't know what to say because I was like, well, first of all, I came to you with a concern that I had that was very like the solution was just like, let's get some testing done to see if this is an issue. And you told me no. And then you recommended something incredibly invasive and dangerous and just like, what? Like, you know, like, like, and again, it's just coming back to my weight. And, and I, again, I know that so many people have these, these problems and and have these situations with doctors and it's just, it's just a struggle every time, you know, to, to know that you're facing that. And I think that it, it causes people in the plus size and the fat community to not want to go to the doctor. It causes them to be misdiagnosed. It causes things to go, um, to go unnoticed. And it just like a whole plethora of things. And I think that being where I am now, I have more of the tools and the verbiage and the, and the thing in my toolkit to know how to handle those situations um, very quickly, like I said, you don't have to get weighed. So for anybody who's listening and who, you know, is like, I, I'm, I struggle with those doctor visits. You don't have to get weighed. If they try to put you on the scale, you can say, I actually declined to get weighed at this visit. If they still push it, you can push back and say like, you know, I know, I don't think that my weight is going to be a, a factor in today's visit. If they continue to push, tell them that you will get on the scale turned around and that you don't want to see or know the number. Um, and make sure that they clear it before you step off. Um, also, if your doctor is constant, like is telling you, oh, weight loss is going to be the answer to this or blah, blah, blah. Ask them, is this what you would tell a thin patient um, and see what they say then. And if they continue to say that weight loss is going to be what they recommend for you, say, I want you to make a note in my chart that I asked for more support in this and you just told me to lose weight or you did not give me further support on this. And a lot of times that will help them kind of like go beyond that because you know, I know that doctors too, they weren't educated to, to know what fat phobia is or to know what, you know, like weight bias is. There's a lot of work that needs to be done there, but long or short answer. Yes. Doctor's visits. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you gave so many great, like tactic tips, yeah, those are, yeah. like physical, like words to say, which I think will be very helpful for a lot of people. I hope so. I hope yeah. So. 
I mean, I know you talk about it all the time where you don't want to get on the scale. I don't want to get on the scale. Mm-hmm. And I usually, I usually, yeah, I look away and they, they always, they always, they always say, say it, it to you though. <laughs> I'm like, I'm obviously not looking at it. I don't want to know it mm-hmm. because I mean, I haven't been on a scale recreationally in a long time. <laughs> recreationally. Um, because, because I, mm-hmm. because I'll fixate, I'll fixate on it. I'll fixate on the number. And like, if it's not in the range that I want it to be, that'll affect That'll affect what goes on in, in my head. Mm-hmm. And whereas, because, um, like, I'll be feeling good, and then if I get on the scale and the number is not what I want it to be, that'll ruin that'll ruin it. And that's not that's not what it's about. The number is not important. Um, and I do think that that's helped me a lot in, like, just taking taking a step back from, from the scale and, yeah. um, and just assessing, like, how do I feel? Do I feel good in my body? Um, do I you know, in, in taking it more about how do I feel versus yeah. what is the scale telling me? Yeah. Whereas like Lindsay, Lindsay, you have a, you're, you're a little I'm bit kind of vice versa. I tend to, I feel like, I feel as though my mind spot or my mind spirals a lot and I'll feel a lot worse than I actually am. So mm-hmm. for me, I'll hop on the scale and I, it like the number will bring me back down to reality and say like, okay, I didn't gain 10 pounds. I am exactly the same weight. It's all in my head and that's, you know, I need to fix that. And like, it's, I'm, I'm okay. All is fine. Um, so so that's been, everyone's different. And you know, your relationship with the scale is uh, custom to you and in your mental, mental health. So, yeah, I, I totally get that. I can't tell you the last time I've gotten on a scale to check my own weight and it's been, um, probably the most freeing thing that I've ever done. So a hundred percent recommend if that is like, triggering for you. And if that also makes you spiral the way it makes me spiral and obsessed, a hundred percent recommend getting rid of it. And then also when you go to the doctor, letting them know, I don't want to know this. And I very, and being very like, this is not something that I want to know. I don't want to see this. I don't want to hear it. And the more you do it, the easier it gets, I promise. Cause yeah. I've had a lot of practice. So <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you're sticking up for yourself yeah. and it sounds so small, but it's so big. Yeah. And it's because the norm is pushing against everything is pushing against you. And then you're at the doctor, like doctors have yeah. so much power, I think, in, in society. Yeah. But it's kind of like you just it's you, you, do you ever have like those out of body experiences where you just make a decision and you're walking, but your spirit is behind you, and, but you're walking, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> And it's just, I feel like it's one of those things where you're like, you just have to let the words leave your mouth and your subconscious will come. It will follow and it will be fine. (laughs) I feel like I I do that a lot. (laughs) That's the only way I can explain like doing something for the first time. That's how I felt when I broke up with someone for the first time. That's how I felt when I stuck up for myself from a bully for the first time. Like, it's just like, it's like having an out of body experience. (laughs) Okay, so the next thing that we have is kind of um, plugging in your your podcast a little bit. Do you, what in recording and like talking to all of these amazing humans? What is some of the most eye opening advice that you've found talking to everyone? You know, I've realized how much I'm not alone and how I think and and my experiences that I've had. I think pretty much with with every guest, um, whether we talk about it on the podcast or not, usually with guests that I don't know personally, we'll get on like a quick call beforehand and have a little conversation just to kind of like say, here's me and here's what's going on and make sure like we feel like it's a good fit. Um, and in that, I kind of talk about myself and, you know, why I started the podcast and go through that whole like spiel about being a kid and whatnot. And pretty much every single guest I've had on has been like, same, you know, Mm -hmm. like same experience. I was like dieting when I was eight, I was on Weight Watchers as a kid. I was doing this, you know, this person told me that my body was too big, blah, 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 blah. And so just realizing how similar our experiences are. Um, and I think too, you know, kind of like what I said about, 
Um, something that comes up on the podcast a lot is this idea that confidence and loving yourself is such a, um, a journey and is not like a, just a place that you get to like that comes up all the time when guests talk about confidence and building confidence is like how much it, um, how much it it's an everyday thing, you know, and how much they're still working towards it. And, and it puts, it requires intention and it requires patience and there's going to be good days and there's going to be bad days. And so it's been like, it's been really interesting to see the parallels between guests of all backgrounds and all walks of life and ages and how they connect to my experience and how I connect to theirs. It's been great to hear, you know, yeah, like I said, their experiences. I mean, we've talked about everything like dating, you know, like right now I'm single. And so like having, you know, dating the past 10, 11 years, however many years I've been dating, um, has been, um, like as a plus size person, like that's been a journey in and of itself. So getting to talk to other women, other people who have had similar experiences or have different experiences, it just feels good to be like, you get it, you know, and you understand Mm -hmm. it. I think, especially, like I said, I didn't always have those people in my life, um, growing up or, you know, like through college. So to be able to have this community of people who like understand those things, um, it feels really special. So I think that that's been like, probably the most interesting thing is just to see how many similarities and and connections there are. Have you been dating during quarantine? Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, Um, so it's so funny. I actually started seeing somebody right before we got quarantined. Mm -hmm. So literally like two dates with somebody and then we like how we're planning our third date. And then we had to shelter in place. And at the time we're like, okay, you know, we will, we'll, we'll see, we'll get through these two weeks and then we'll, you know, resume. We'll see what's up. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, fast forward, what are we six months into this? So um, that was kind of like, has been my dating situation. I, we're not, I, I actually ended things like a couple weeks ago, uh, in that situation, but it just, you know, it just wasn't, it just wasn't it. I think that it was, it was great to have somebody to talk to and to connect with through quarantine. But you know what? I think that, like I said, I'm not, I'm in my late twenties at this point, you know? And I think that dating has given me such an interesting perspective on myself. It's, it's a lot like it just people in general, have given me so much to grow through, you know, because I think that people can be such mirrors for ourselves. And so like a lot of times the things that we feel about ourselves, people can bring those up to the surface. And then, so I think lately it's been like, okay, how do I work through these things? You know, where is this anxiety coming from? Where is this insecurity coming from? How do I work through this? And this person is the one bringing that up uh, for me. So I think that like, it's just, I've realized so much that I have a good idea of what I want in a person and what I want to feel and what I want to experience. And I think it just, you know, it, it, that's just, that wasn't it. I think that the, the pandemic definitely made things challenging to not be able to see each other for long periods of time and mm-hmm. to like not be able to date like we normally would have, you know, a year ago. So it was cool for a few months. Like I said, it just wasn't, ultimately it wasn't it. So I kind of had to like cut that off. And you know what, since then, very interestingly, I'm not on apps or anything right now, but the universe has just been sending me people. Like guys have just been coming to my life, whether they're like from the past or whether they're, you know, on social media or like friends making introductions. So I'm just here for that. So I'm just like, I'm just going to keep receiving that and I'm going to, you know, stay like into that. And it's like, I look back to on my past relationships and that's just always how they've worked. It's like, they've come to me, you know, I mm. realize that humble doesn't work for me because it puts being the pursuer on the woman just initially, I know it's just initially, but it always felt kind of like, Oh, I don't know how I feel about this. And I assumed it was just because I was kind of like, just get over yourself. Like, you know, you can like be more confident in yourself. 
But I think it's because I realized that in my past relationships, it's always been about them coming to me. And that's just organically how it's worked out. And that's just how I think like relationships are supposed to like develop in my life or for me personally. So I'm just letting them come. They've been coming. (laughs) It's been fun, you know, but, but it's also challenging because it's just like, I'm also quarantined with my family. So it's just like, and my parents are high risk. So I don't like the people that I'm seeing right now are very selective, special people. And it's kind of like, if I'm going to break that to see you, whether it's with a mask, without a mask, whatever, like you got to be somebody very like, you're like my best friend or you're like the one, you know? So (laughs) yeah, I feel you seeking it out, but they're still coming, you know? So it's been, it's been interesting. It's definitely an interesting time to date for sure. But yeah. yeah. Are you two dating? No. I, so here's what happens. So I identify, uh, or, or relate I identify, to, I identify and relate very much to you in the, oh. in when, when, in what you said with like, that's just not, I, I don't do, not that I don't do dating apps, but I, I don't connect with them. It's really hard for me to yeah. meet a person online. Also like the Bumble thing. I don't love like to be the one to make the first move. It's just not how I prefer to do things. However, yeah. you know, you know, to each their own. Totally. But so back <laughs> probably like a week before everything really shut down, I was like, I'm deleting all of my dating apps. I'm deleting all of my dating apps and I'm just, that's just going to manifest and have my, my love life come to me in a different way. And then, and then the world shut down. It kind of took all the wind out of my wings, or from under, you know, like uh, the wind out from under, from my sail. So, yeah. um, so I have been, I have been dating appless this whole quarantine. So it's kind of hard to date during quarantine when you don't have your dating apps but um I don't know thinking about it a little bit more we're in the similar similar situation where we live with with our family currently with our family our mom is crazy high high risk risk. so it um we wouldn't be necessarily meeting up with these people unless it was going to be really serious um and then just the other added factor of I, it, Lindsay, you have your dating app set to New York. We're not in New York. So even if people yeah. are like, do you want to hang I out? I recently, like, like the other day, just for fun, I put it to Connecticut. I haven't, I haven't had any, I haven't swiped no right or the, <laughs> the positive way once in a couple of days. She's so. not impressed. No. <laughs> so, so short answer, no. <laughs> I mean, but, I get that. You know what, too? I've, I've had to ask myself the times I get urges to like get on a dating app. I'm like. I'm just bored. Like, I just, like, I have to be honest. I'm just, I'm really just bored in this and I can find other things to do. Like I can work on the yeah. podcast. I'll go read. I'll go do something else because I know like, and and I think with apps too, it's just like, it's so much small talk and it's so much like, yeah. like hey, how are you? How's your day? What are you into? What music do you like? Where do you, it's just like the same conversations over and over. And it's like, there's a, there's a time when I'm ready for that. And there's a time where I'm just like, not into it. Like a year ago, I was working in San Francisco. I was like going on like dates every single week, multiple times a week. And it was great, you know, like working in the city, going on dates. And I was okay with that routine of being on the apps and making that happen. And now it's just a different time, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I get it. So. Yeah. And we we had a we had an episode come out a little bit earlier with a dating, dating coach during. about dating mm-hmm. during quarantine. She's probably going to be kicking us. Ellie, yeah, sorry if you're listening. Sorry, <laughs> she, she, she and we talk about, you know, she has some good tips about dating during quarantine Making and it stuff work. and creating um, connections, making it keeping it spicy when you can't see each other and um, all of that jazz. But it is hard. It's hard, especially especially if you don't identify with the apps in the first place, which is which is the boat that I'm in. Yeah. So, is there anything else that you'd like to say we covered all of our main points is there any other um I've talked so much so (laughs) for for those of you who have hung in there this long I'm just I'm grateful for you um (laughs) 
I mean, honestly, I think that the thing that feels most important just to reemphasize is just like, know that this takes time and it's a journey. And again, I can't stress enough how worth it it is because I think that, you know, all the things that I were conditions in my life based on how my body was going to look, realizing that those weren't connected, that it wasn't at all about my exterior, but it was all intrinsic work that I had to do, inner work that I had to do, um, has been hard, but it's been the best thing ever. Like to be in a place where I can feel happy and at peace and feel confident in myself and knowing that that's still growing every single day feels incredible. And I know that that translates into the people around me and being able to, you know, the relationships that I have, the friendships that I have, the standards that I set for myself, the, uh, the jobs that I get, the things that just all of the things like that I thought would happen when I was thin can happen now in such a, a beautiful way because I'm allowing myself to just be me. And so I think that, you know, for whatever that is, whether you are a size two, a size 12, a size 22, 32, whatever, like, it's so worth it, you know, and it's there and just know that you're not alone in it. And I think that, you know, if you ever need support or someone to talk to, like message me, DM me, like I'm totally, I'm totally open to that. Um, but yeah, just know that it's like, if you have feel like you've been doing this a long time and you still have days where you struggle, you're not doing something wrong. You know, again, just normalize the fact that you're working at it. There's going to be those days, excuse me. And, um, and you're doing a great job. You're doing a great, great job. Hell yeah. You're doing a great job. Yes. We're all doing a great job. <laughs> we are. We are. Crushing it. <laughs> but there's one last segment that we like to do. It's called Get Peachy Clean. And okay. we'd love it if if you have any sort of, you know, st- confession or risque story. It's or a playoff of coming clean. Yeah, co- like embarrassing mm. story. Anything that you would like to get clean, come clean about. Oh, my gosh. Okay, let me think on this for a minute. Take um, your time. Take your time. I thought of one. Okay. okay. Go for it. Go for it. And it relates to dating. And this is a really funny dating story I tell sometimes, but I like, well, I don't tell it a lot of times because I feel like it might make me look bad. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So when I was in, Tinder first came out, I think when I was like in college still, I remember I like saw it in a magazine and I was like, that looks really cool. There's guys, like I saw it in Cosmo or something. And I was mm-hmm. like, there's guys that I can just like, talk to on my phone. This is great. So I remember downloading Tinder and, you know, kind of going through, like, I just got out of my first serious relationship. So I was ready to just like do my dating thing. And, um, I remember I had matched with a couple people. I was talking to a few guys. And again, this is super early on in Tinder. So I feel like we were all learning together in terms of what to, <laughs> for sure. what to look out for. So I remember I had a date, like I was talking to two guys in, in particular. And I remember I had a date with one of them. His name was Alex and he spelled his name in a really unique way. And we decided to meet up in San Francisco and we're going to, we were going to go to dinner. So we met up in San Francisco at this place that was basically like, it was basically like one step above, uh, like a McDonald's, which is fine. Cute. Like it's fine. I'm not like a high maintenance person at all. Um, <laughs> it was a different vibe than I was expecting. And For also sure. <laughs> his profile said he was like 21 or 22 and he was like a hundred percent not 21 or 22. I think he ended up being like 18 or 19. <gasps> so he was a little bit younger than he said he was, but anyway, you know, we get in there, like we get our food, we're talking. I very quickly realized that we'd not, there's not a lot of chemistry there. So I'm kind of thinking about like, mm, but you know, he's telling me about how he has the startup that he started and it's like social network for music and you at know, 18 years work. old. Yeah. Right. At 18 <laughs> years old. Um, clearly very smart, very, very goal oriented and motivated, but you know, he's been working with musicians and he's showing me like these photos of like, uh, being on set with this musician. And he's like, yeah, we really feel like the best way to 
grow this is to get, you know, like big artists to be talking about it. So we're trying to get connected to them and him and his like business partner are doing blah, blah, blah. So, and then he ended up showing me this picture. Um, so also like, uh, background info, I am a massive Drake fan. Like <laughs> noted. Good to know. Um, mm-hmm. Like since Degrassi days have been oh. pretty great or die for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we started making music. It was just like that much better. Like most <laughs> people who know me and are close to me just like know that that's just, that's just my, my thing. Mm-hmm. So he, I remember him telling me, he's like, Oh, actually I was at Drake's house the other night and he was like showing us new music. And I was like, okay, okay. You're like, you're, I'm interested a little bit. I want to <laughs> he ended up showing me this picture that he like had of him. And he's like, yeah, I took this picture of him really quickly before um, he made us put our phones away. Cause he was going to like show it like uh, sample new music for us. And it was like this picture of him, like, it was like kind of dark and kind of like, you know, like a uh, grainy, but you know, it was Drake. And so I was like, okay, I guess, I guess this is believable. But anyway, so he was like trying to, you know, talk about blah, blah, blah. Like I said, there wasn't a lot of chemistry there. So things started to wrap up and I was kind of like, okay, you know, like I'm going to go and, you know, have a great night. And me thinking like, well, I'm already in San Francisco. So as context, I live about 40 minutes outside of the city. So I drove in all the way to San Francisco and there was this other guy I was talking to and he lived like in the East Bay, which is across the bridge, but it's definitely much closer to San Francisco than it is where I was. And so I was like, I'm going to go meet him. And so I decided his name was Neil. Uh, maybe I should be using fake names, but whatever. <laughs> um, his name was Neil. So I'm like, hey, Neil, so random, like so last minute, but like, do you want to grab a drink tonight? And he was like, yeah, let's do it. So I like drive over the bridge to go meet Neil and we meet at this place and he's like, oh, let's go for a walk. So we're walking and we're talking. Doesn't look much like his pictures at all. It's like kind mm, of awkward, course. but like, you know, yeah, again, like we're talking and, um, and, you know, he's telling me about this stuff and I'm just like, again, just like kind of realizing there's not a lot of chemistry there, but you know, Aww. he's telling me about how like, oh, I, you know, da, 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 I know this person and I have Chris Brown's phone number and like, blah, blah, blah I can do- introduce you to so-and-so. And I'm just like, honestly, I can't tell you how much I don't care about that. Like, I'd yeah. rather know like your favorite color than like, cause it just comes off in a way of just like, like name dropping not, and you no, know, it's just, yeah, puffing. I'm just not, into that so um like that's really cool for you but like the way that he was talking about it in a way that I think he was thought I was gonna be really impressed by it was just I wasn't um so I was like "Mm, okay again just not really feeling it and as I'm trying to decide how I can like pivot so I can like get back home he's like oh yeah and also um I like recently met Drake and he's like shows me the same photo that that (laughs) that oh my god the grainy picture of him inside his house so my first thought is, okay, these guys on Tinder are Googling how to get girls and they're finding these like, like incognito photos of Drake or whatever. Oh my God. I don't know. So I was just like, but I was just like, I need to go. So yeah. I quickly was like, I need to get out of here. And then it was like that moment in the movie when everything started clicking and I was driving home and I realized, oh my gosh. It's Alex on your dating that- profile. What? Is it on your dating profile that you like Drake? It probably was. I mean, <laughs> I, I would be lying if I hadn't put that in there before. I mean, actually, when quarantine started, I set my location to Toronto and I was like, honestly, just trying to meet Drake. So <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love the hustle. Love, you the, love hustle. the hustle. Here for it. Um, But it started to click into place that Alex, the first guy I went out with, said that when he was talking about his company, that his co-founder lived in Alameda. 
and he was just there eating dinner with his parents. And I'm realizing like, oh my fucking God, I went out with the two founders of the startup in the same night back to back. Oh, wow. How, how does that happen? What is happening? I'm like, are they, do they know about this? Are this going to get back to them? I feel so like, I don't know how I feel. Like, is this on me? Is this on them? Is this bad? You know, again, I'm like in new to the dating. I'm like 21 Mm. at the time, um, (laughs) the dating stuff. And so I'm freaking out. I go home. I text both of them. And I was like, or no, I think I texted Neil because Alex, like I said, he spelled his name in a very distinct way. And I remember asking him like, so random, but do you know a guy named Alex and like spelled it in that very like special way? And he was like, no, not at all. And then I was like, okay, you're lying. Cause I think I had done some Facebook stalking as well and saw that they were friends and saw that they were in fact co-founders of the same company. Um, So I hold on to that story as like one of my dating stories, but also um, kind of a story of like, yikes, you know? Yikes! <laughs> so interesting. Yeah, wow. what are the odds? Loved that story though. Yeah. The odds that you go out with the same, the co founders of the same company and then they show you the same they, picture. They show you the same picture and that they happen to see Drake, like who you love. Yes. I love the and universe sometimes. Back to back, what are the odds? Like it just yeah. blows up. Anyway, so I love it. Yeah, thank you. That was such a yeah, great sharing. Peachy clean. Thank you, you so much. Yes, <laughs> funny in that way. So thank you. I'm glad that that, that fit the questions. So. Oh, oh for totally. One hundred percent. Why don't you tell us, like, tell all of our listeners where they can find you, where they can find your podcast, and mm-hmm. keep up with your journey and all of that jazz. Yeah. I would love that. So the podcast, Peach Please, um, I think is on all major podcast platforms: um, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher. I think I need to get it on Amazon, but those I think are kind of the main ones. So we are there. Um, I am on Instagram at Katie is winning. It's just my first and last name. Katie is winning. Um, I spend a good amount of time there and that's a really great, great place to connect with me. Like I said, if you like any of the stuff that we talked about, if you want to talk about it, or if you have any feedback on it, I always love connecting with people. So like, I can't express that enough. So DM me, follow like send me a follow request or follow me and um I would love to connect there I also actually have a Facebook group called take care um I can I'm happy to share the link if it's something that you guys want to put in the show notes but um take care was born to like or I started it three and a half years ago um because I wanted to create a space that was weight neutral like we don't talk about calories or numbers or diets or anything like that for people who maybe have been struggling with body image or struggling with their relationship with food, or just kind of like are looking to kind of gain confidence, connect with other people who are similar. We're a group of over a thousand members. It's something I'm very, also very proud of. And so if you're looking for a space to connect with other people who are kind of, I know, as we talked about, you know, creating that environment for yourself. So if you're, I know Facebook is kind of ancient at this point, but Hmm. if you're on Facebook and you want to be a part of it, um, it's just called take care. It should, if you search take care, um, it should pop up on Facebook. So those are the places I'm at. Yeah. Awesome. We'll definitely put all of those, all of the good in, in the, the show notes, notes, the Facebook, the podcast, um, awesome. your Instagram, all of that stuff. Definitely give Katie, look up all of her good things. and Show her some support. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's Thank doing you. a lot of good out there. Not only is she doing a lot of good, but she's a fellow peach. So yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you both. This is truly, I like, I've loved this conversation. I like you two are so fantastic and awesome. And I'm just so grateful to have been here. So thank you so, so much for inviting me into your peach world. And um, I'm just, I'm very grateful. I'm very excited. So thank you. Oh, the feeling is very, very mutual. For so sure. thank you for coming on and, and, uh, and sharing your greatness with us. Mm-hmm. Of um, course, of course. 
Okay, Peaches, thank you so much for coming back for another episode of Let's Talk Peaches, the podcast. Um, We were so happy to have Katie on for this lovely chat about body image. Please go give us a follow on Instagram, Instagram, Let's Talk underscore Peaches. Go to our website, letstalkpeaches.com, and uh, sign up for the newsletter and subscribe to us on all of the major podcasting platforms wherever you listen to podcasts. And also make sure you leave comments about your body image experiences if you have any questions for Katie or if you have any experiences that you feel um, should be shared let us know we want to keep the conversation going for sure but yeah this has been another really lovely really great episode yeah I'm super excited for people to hear it yeah yeah Um, but until next time bye peaches bye peaches bye peaches yay (laughs) okay